Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And I'm really enthused and excited to have a healthier uh, investment perspective on the show. Someone that's on all different sides is exhibiting all the different facets of healthcare from different dimensions. And um, so I'm, I'm excited to have Sherman uh, Leung on the show. And sorry, Sherman, if I butchered your last name, no, I know we just practiced it. So, um, but uh, Sherman, everyone, Sherman is a uh, investor at Alicorp. He's an investment associate there, early stage investors. He's also starting um, med school over at Mount Sinai. If I got that correct, Sherman, please give me an A plus. But Sherman, welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> yeah, A plus all around. No, thanks, thanks for the warm intro, Anthony. Yeah, no, so. Um, but yeah, no, I'm an early stage investor at Alicorp, focusing mainly on healthcare. Uh, and actually, yeah, incoming med student at Mount Sinai coming this fall. But yeah, it's, it's helpful color and a little bit more of my background. I studied um, computer science and management science while at Stanford and uh, spent about two years working as a product manager at Patient Ping, thinking a lot about population health, a lot about care coordination and launching products there. Uh, and then spent actually the last half year, uh, or full year at an early stage fund in Boston called Underscore VC, uh, focused mainly on enterprise um, investing. And I'm excited to, yeah, kind of merge my tech background and my healthcare interest into my newest role at Alicorp, where I focus a lot on kind of healthcare investments and incubation opportunities uh, while gearing up for the next chapter of my life uh, as a practicing physician. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And and, and what I, I, I really appreciate with your background is is the all the different dimensions and vast a- aspect of, of healthcare that you're touching from you know, obviously your foundation at Stanford University from a computer science perspective, but yeah, Mango Health, Patient Pain, you know, really super powerful, fast growing startups in their in their respective areas. You got the the perspective from the VC side, you're net another VC firm and starting med school. It's like you're a, you're a medical monster, you know, or a health tech monster in a good way, right? I, and I mean that in like an incredible whole kind of way. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, wow. yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, and it's been a, it's been a whirlwind of different things. I think the danger is like spreading yourself too thin. So I have to, you know, figure out what my focus is. Long term, <laughs> have a hand in a, in a bunch of different things. Yeah. Well, well, Sherman, I guess to, to get started off, maybe just tell us about you know a little bit more deeper on your story and kind of like where you started a little bit more yeah. on your origin story. So obviously, this this yearn and um, this gravitation towards health comes from somewhere foundationally, right? Whether it's in DNA or just you know it's somewhere along the lines you were raised in or just fascinated by it just naturally just tell us a little bit about the circumstances that led you to become the person you are and a little bit more about your origin awesome yeah happy to happy to share yeah so you know rewind all the way back until high school because honestly for me that's where the story really starts and so uh, i grew up in the dc area um you know uh, in maryland actually and uh, i think my interest in medicine actually really started uh you know in in biomedical research and so as a high schooler i was um doing uh, crystallography research uh, in vaccines, uh, kind of working at the Vaccine Research Center at NIH. And so I spent some time thinking about HIV um, and, a, and a bunch of different viruses there. Uh, you know, I actually got published in a couple of journal papers in nature and science, uh, you know, as a biochemical and a researcher. And I would say like, yeah, that was kind of when I was stepping into college, kind of I had every intention of actually becoming sort of this physician researcher hybrid because I had worked with a lot of them in high school. 
And so uh, starting off at Stanford, I was actually uh, a super gung-ho pre-med. I finished a bunch of the pre-med requirements uh, in my first two years and actually came, came across computer science very much by accident. Um, a bunch of my friends were taking those introductory computer science classes at Stanford. I had a little bit of computer science background coming from my high school as we had, uh, you know, kind of learned Java and C++ uh, as a part of the high school curriculum out there. Um, and so, yeah, very much, you know, was entered CS with the intention that I was I was going to go to medical school and just place initially. And I was like, you know, it, may, it would make sense to study something that's not biology because I was, you know, so committed to this at the time. I would be spending the rest of my life studying biology. And so, I figured I'd make my major computer science and, and kind of return to medicine kind of right after I graduated Stanford. Um, but yeah, that, that initial couple of classes ended up becoming a much longer detour, I think, because uh, I actually got sucked up into all things digital health. Healthcare IT, uh, took the biocomputation sequence, and had a lot of fun actually thinking about the right ways to apply technology to healthcare. And so, started a bunch of communities at Stanford, uh, most notably uh, Health Plus Plus, which was kind of a healthcare hackathon bringing together schools of business, engineering, design school, uh, and the School of Medicine into kind of this cross disciplinary kind of collaborative ecosystem to work on kind of new found ideas. And I would say it was at the heart of that and an uh, organization I started called SHIFT um, that kind of really, uh, yeah, kind of convinced me that there, there's a lot of ways to impact healthcare actually without a medical degree. And mm -hmm. so when I graduated from Stanford, that was very much the intention to kind of prove to myself and, and others that, you know, you can make a big footprint in healthcare without, um, you know, going to, going to medical school and actually practicing. Uh, and mm -hmm. so when I came out, I think a lot of my cross customer kind of functions and, and that coupled with the realization that I was never going to be kind of a rock star engineer, I think led me to product management actually as a way to kind of cross-functionally move the ball forward and, and help these, um, you know, kind of more and more interdisciplinary teams in healthcare um, kind of figure out what their next step and their next vision would be. And so mm. I ended up joining um, patienting because of that. I was, you know, very eager to kind of uh, figure out what kind of product challenges uh looked like at an early stage company at the time i was kind of you know employee number 30 so still fairly early in the in the life cycle of that company and ended up joining as one of the first product managers and so i had a lot of fun kind of thinking through the next generation of products there um kind of you know defining what product management really meant in that organization and so um you know leading kind of uh product market challenges at, at, at patient thing was kind of a very formative part of my career and kind of, you know, I think convinced me in a lot of ways that, uh, yeah, there was, there was a large impact to be had outside of medicine itself when it comes mm. to healthcare technology in particular. But ironically, that's kind of where my story takes a little bit of a turn because I was doing so much shadowing actually as a product manager, uh, building these hospital facing products that actually, um, kind of rekindled a lot of my interest in medicine. I think being in Boston at the time, you know, not in kind of the tech, um, capital of the world um, and actually kind of seeing patients and, and working directly with providers, uh, I realized, you know, yes, there, there was kind of a large career. And, and I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of my, the rest of my career will certainly be kind of tech oriented in that respect. But there was also, I think, a, a large part of me that, that, that wanted to, to see what practicing w would actually look like. And at the, around the time, my grandpa unfortunately got very sick and uh, I was actually going back between DC and Boston uh, to kind of take care of him and the rest of my family. And I think a lot of those personal interests actually, yeah, re restarted kind of my, my journey into medicine. And so uh, while I was launching products at patient thing, I was finishing up the rest of my pre-med requirements, taking studying for the MCAT, and uh, yeah, really giving, really intentional about kind of giving medicine a, a, a real shot. 
And I guess I, you know, in my head, I kind of pierced it into three categories. There's academic risk. Can I go back to the classroom again and learn about biology, chemistry, and, and, and the fundamentals of the human body? There was certainly a test-taking risk. I hadn't really been taking exams uh, for the better part of that five years. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, taking the MCAT, making sure I could do that. And then, you know, most importantly, do I, do I like spending time with patients? Do I like kind of the concept of practicing medicine and, and, and working directly with patients in that context and that, you know, kind of volunteering and shadowing and doing a lot of um, you know, activities that I had uh, done once before, but, you know, really gut checking that this is what I wanted to do long term. And, I, you know, I think I came to the conclusion that, that that's that's very much what I wanted to do, I think. So, you know, I think uh, around mid 2018 is when I started applying um, at the same time was traditionally kind of patient paying because I realized actually if I was going to get medicine it's a short shot um, I probably only had a year and a half to, left to try something else before I would kind of devote the rest of my life to, to practicing mm-hmm. and so um, happened upon venture capital actually pretty intentionally as, as a sort of career that seemed more complementary than um, I would say operating mm-hmm. to practicing medicine and so you know I had a lot of fun um, kind of thinking about early stage product market fit challenges. In fact, a lot of the questions I would ask as a product manager were the same questions I was asking as an early stage investor. And so, you know, my, mm. my journey to underscore was actually a very natural sort of transition into that sort of mindset. I think, um, I get, you know, I characterize that transition as kind of going from a zoomed in perspective when you're operating because you have to be laser focused on the problems that you're solving as a product manager. The zoom mm-hmm. out as an investor where you can kind of link problems. I think your value add is linking problems across different verticals, across different things that different companies are solving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to kind of like, you know, bridge my, you know, experiences so far at patient ping and, and mental health, uh, to my current clinical interest, uh, you know, students soon to be med student at Mount Sinai and, you know, all, all in my current role at Aliquot where I'm, you know, simultaneously kind of, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, healthcare investments as an early stage investor, uh, along with potential kind of incubation opportunities as a, you know, you know aspiring kind of physician operator as well. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. You know, what I, what I really appreciate uh, about your, your background is, yeah, this exactly what we're saying, this interesting blend, fascination and just relentlessness on solving problems, innovating on certain problems, but also striking a really good balance of not being too far away from the patient. And so it's really interesting um, that, you know, you have this uh, early stage investing is a great way to be close to innovations and see what's happening and vote with your dollars. But then the product management skill set that you had and, and still have and are growing and nurturing and you continue to do that. Now you get to take that, chisel that into this form of, you know, where, where you're at right now with Alicorp, which is kind of like a model, like a hybrid model of both, right? It's, exactly, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a studio. You get to see innovation, spark them up, fund them, and make sure they go way past ideation stage, right? That's that right. they have legs, they, those legs can scale. Uh, and then also, you know, it's great that you're going to be at Mount Sinai so you can stay really tip of the spear of what's going on in the market. So, you know, obviously the, the passion of these different skill sets comes across, but the the end all, you know, not to kind of codify too much, but, you know, your your relentless passion for, for you know, very specific healthcare, you know, innovations and seeing those come to life and fruition. Uh, it, it's great to see where you're at and it, it's great that you're, your calling kind of like keeps <laughs> grabbing you to, 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 you know, keep furthering the two and kind of like almost like a spiral, right? You know, I'm not going down deep on one path, but it's the combination of product market fit, product solution, problem solution that is, uh, is really interesting. And I guess, uh, you know, along those lines, Sherman, I guess maybe you can tell me a little bit about one or two topics in healthcare health tech or, or, you know, pick one or two that really have your fascination or fixation these days that, you know, you wake up about it, you go to bed dreaming about it, you daydream about it. 
is it, you know, you, you've hit so many things, right, across, you know, from, from patient engagement solutions to, um, you know, disease management to um, genomics, right, uh, AI. What has your fixation and, and why? Maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, happy to. I think the, the two things that kind of fascinate me, um, you know, at, at, current, at this current moment in time, I would say, um, you know, anything that kind of solves or, you know, makes more efficient the kind of trade or the kind of the interaction between payers and providers, I think a lot about. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time, even in undergrad, actually looking at the revenue cycle management space, thinking about things like prior auth. Um, you know, how do you kind of, you know, make that feedback loop between payers and providers much more efficient? And, you know, maybe you take the approach like um, a bunch of these MA plans, startups that have been popping up and you become a payer yourself and you try to build a lot of that technology in-house. Maybe it's, you know, providing kind of SaaS solutions um, that chip away at different parts of the value chain um, and, the, and, the, and the process between payers and providers talking to each other and, and you know, making that more efficient somehow. But I, I think any sort of startup or venture that's kind of tackling that inefficiency, uh, you know, definitely has my attention. And I'll say the second category of startups that I'm really fascinated by are, are problem sets, um, I would say, are, you know, things that are solving kind of problems in the fee-for-service world and helping um, kind of our healthcare system in general move to a value-based World. And I would say patient ping actually very much falls into this category because there's a lot of fee-for-service reasons why care coordination makes sense. There's a lot of, you know, upfront things we were doing for case management and emergency departments that were truly value-oriented. So mm -hmm. very much, I would say, care coordination is, is also a value-based problem. And so, you know, thinking about population health from a data perspective, analytics, and, and helping shift the organization to be more value-based, uh, I would say it was, was a large part of patient ping's goal. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, so... So, so solutions that are thinking about um, how to kind of, you know, bridge this hybrid world between fee-for-service and value-based care and ultimately help our um, ecosystem move more quickly into the value-based format, I think are, are technologies that are inventors that are truly fascinating to me. Nice, nice. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's it's super fascinating. Um, you know, obviously, when we talk about value-based, you know, there's a lot of lot out there that wish they the the current era that we're, we're in the value-based era but we're kind of not fully there yet um and but a lot of the innovations that you're talking about and you've experienced and the topics that you're going deep on you know are really paving the way for an interesting you know future sherman i guess i'd love to hear a little bit on um what is what is a full value-based uh economy look like where a lot of the providers or majority of them are on, on value-based and you know what are wh where do you see some of these innovations and some of the startups and companies that you've been involved with their innovations and some of the innovations that you're you're um, are you know are sparking through your studio and investing in? Where yeah. do you see this going? Like, what does that vision of, of health, according to Sherman, look like? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. I would say a couple of things that you know are maybe signs. I think nobody really knows what that future really looks like, but I think there's characteristics and milestones along the way. I would say on top milestones are certainly kind of outcome-based measures and anytime you can align incentives, um, you know, between kind of the, you know, the ultimate payer of whoever's paying for healthcare mm -hmm. um, with actual patient outcomes, I think is, is the right way to go about it. Um, I see, for example, here in New York, there's companies like CityBlock Health that are taking on risk. Uh, I think that's a really attractive model, really interesting, mm -hmm. um, you know, to see kind of how that company scales over time. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also kind of a bunch of, you know, like I mentioned earlier, kind of like SaaS, uh, enablement and kind of technologies that will enable that feature they don't necessarily have to take on the risk to, to, to provide for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think outcomes, kind of alignment and, you know, kind of being able to take a risk based on patient outcomes is certainly kind of the characteristics that we're moving on 
right direction. Um, but yeah, relevant to our portfolio, I would say a couple of things are kind of, you know, are, you know, we're kind of actively incubating or thinking about, um, we have some, some ideas in, uh, kind of the women's mental health space that we've been thinking a lot about kind of like an AA for loneliness, um, what exactly that looks like. Maybe it's a for-profit, maybe it's even a nonprofit. We definitely entertain the idea of spinning out nonprofits out of our, um, ecosystem as well. Uh, and then, you know, certainly there's, there's companies on portfolio like Spring Health, for example, that's a employer-based uh, mental health uh, service that they provide to, to self-insured employers. Uh, and, you know, companies like Nomad Health, which actually was an incubation project of ours uh, last year, that's providing an online marketplace for, um, for clinical work and staffing. Um, so, yeah, certainly different, a bunch of different companies that we're looking at uh, incubating and also investing in. Um, kind of help us move towards that future. But I would say in general, yeah, if you're an early stage uh, venture, specifically based in New York, that's thinking about starting something in the healthcare space, we'd love to chat. I think, um, you know, we consider ourselves earliest stage investors anywhere from, um, you know, 500K to 200 million is kind of where we would kind of sit. Uh, mm -hmm. from perspective. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of experience, you know, from the enterprise launching companies like MongoDB, all the way on the consumer side, like wedding registry, websites like Zola, Guilt Group, for example. And so we'd love to kind of mm. lend our expertise to any health entrepreneurs that are, that are looking for that. I love it. I love it, Sherman. No, that's that's great, and you know, it's it's great the vastness, and you know, you're a great vantage point to see what what's what's awesome and up and coming in this uh, in this health tech space. I, I guess uh, I want to be sensitive to time, but I do have one last question for you, and it's of part along the lines of you know your your own personal like you know health discipline, health habits, well being. I'm kind of curious on you know what are your your own personal philosophies and like how does that translate into you know, your daily or <laughs> weekly routine, what are, I guess, what are some things that work for you, you know, that really keep your yeah. engine going? Obviously, you do, you, you've done a lot, you do a lot, you obviously must be eating some really great veggies or I don't know, really <laughs> great meditation, but yeah, no, okay. just uh, all kidding aside, I'd love to hear if you have a really yeah. interesting, uh, not interesting, but, you know, routine that works for you that really keeps your engine yeah. going. That's a good question. I, I hope this changes while I'm in medical school that I learn a lot of healthy habits that are actually found by science <laughs> and whatnot. Um, I think the only thing that's really been constant, actually, all all from high school, is just you know just just cardio of some sort. And so I'm a, I'm a huge basketball fan. I actually play basketball two or three times a week. Uh, nice. You know, gets a good sweat in. You know, I like team-based sports, for example. So I'm, I'm always out, you know, outdoors, kind of running. Mm -hmm. uh, like basketball in some sort of way. And so that, that stuck for me all the way from high school, I would say that that's nice. the rhythm of physical activity. And so any way that you can, you know, kind of, you know, work that into a routine. Um, mm -hmm. On the diet side, I, I don't think I'm actually that disciplined. <laughs> I would appreciate that. <laughs> from other folks that are thinking more about this. We actually just talked about this in the office, like the keto diet versus the paleo diet. There's a bunch of things that are popping up. Um, so yeah, I'll have to leave that to you guys when, uh, you know, when I'm actually in medical school learning about uh, what, what's actually clinically effective. Yeah, no worries, no worries. No, I'm right there with you on the basketball stuff. I've just gotten back into uh, playing basketball. I've been out of it for a while, and I forgot how much joy you know I have playing. But it's it's also basketball is great because it's just one of those things you don't even realize how much cardio and you know <laughs> how much of a workout you're getting in when you're playing. As long as you play with a group of guys that's not trying to you know relive their high school days and they're fouling like crazy and yeah, know, yeah. about yeah, to your yeah. ACL when driving to the hole but oh. <laughs> uh, hopefully you don't play with those guys you know I, I i had a couple of students a couple of years ago where i got like injured back to back in like one month oh, really? okay i'm done i'm i'm growing a startup here i can't i can't be out of commission here 
uh, for more than a day, right? But uh, yeah. no, that's awesome, Sherman, and that's cool to, to see, you know, hear you guys are in the office talking about paleo versus keto. I know, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a really interesting time. I mean, I think everyone on this planet is realizing, you know, what bad carbs are, bad carbs and sugar, right. you know, whatever diet you're on, you know, the more that you can reduce, uh, you know, consuming processed carbs and processed food and, and, and all that stuff, which really weaken the knees for on a Friday or Saturday night. So I'm still struggling in that area. But um, but Sherman, I just want to say this was great to have you on the show. I'd love to have you back as you do um, some more incubation and investing in Alley Corp, see the new innovations that are up and coming. Obviously love to hear about your experience at Mount Sinai. It's just, it's fascinating. You know, you're, you're, you're definitely like a man, man of many trades. And so this, this interesting, you know, dual life, it sounds like it could make a really good, like, um, uh, reality TV show, Sherman. So I promote <laughs> you to, you know, you know, get something, you know, YouTube live go up and going a day in the life in Sherman, you know, day, <laughs> doctor by day and, and, uh, you yeah. know, investing by night or, or you know, vice versa. But, uh, yeah. Sherman, I guess, uh, seriously, last question. This was the last yeah, question. Sure. Uh, what's, what's the, uh, best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if you were in social media, et cetera, if you'd like that to happen? Yeah, I would say, you know, you're welcome to just email me directly. My email is sherman at alleycorp.com, um, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I think I have a pretty unique name. So, yeah, feel yeah. free to get in touch with me there. Um, but, yeah, I no, appreciate the warm words that, you know, thanks to a lot of folks that have come before me that have made this, you know, possible. And I, you know, definitely look up to a lot of mentors I've had along the way. So, yeah. Great. Great. Well, Sherman, thanks again for, for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your story, your focus uh, of what you've, you have been doing and, you know, the exciting future that you're, you're paving and uh, the companies that you're growing, incubating and, um, you know, fueling that, which is really incredible day-to-day -day insights in the space. So, uh, Sherman, thanks again for being on the show. This was great. Awesome, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much.